Welcome to the Art and Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. My intention with this experiment is to inspire hope and inspiration in your creative pursuits. Follow along as I interview artists, makers, entrepreneurs, and creatives from all walks of life. Listen while you work, listen while you create, listen while you dream up the next breakthrough idea. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, or craft, whatever that may be. These interviews are evidence of that fact. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe to the show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share this with your friends, family, and all those creative people you know out there. Now, let's dive into this concept we call creativity. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Taylor G here. I'm really excited about this episode today. Um, I've been trying to get April Hernandez on the podcast for a little while now, and uh, it's finally happening. Sometimes scheduling takes a little little bit to put together, but now uh, we've got it all lined up, and we talk about some really cool stuff here. We uh, get into the the building of a business of a small business in the world of art. Um, we talk about some of the challenges that that entails and that come along with that, and then also all the really amazing things that have uh, developed for April uh, through that process. And we talk about facing your fears, kind of in the world of art, but also on a bigger picture. Um, this one's this one got to some really cool places, and. Yeah, I'm loving the the structure of this interview style because it's starting to really um, bring a lot of cool things into being. It's it's like extracting exactly what I was hoping it would out of my interviews and all those wonderful creatives doing their creative thing in different ways. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate you checking it all out. Um, send me any feedback that you've got. I'm at Taylor underscore G underscore murals on Instagram. And yeah, you can find me other ways too. But um, yeah, if you got any ideas, send them over. And also anybody that you want me to interview. I'm just moving right along and interviewing lots of people and keeping it going. So anyone who's creative or making moves in the world in whatever way, I'm, I'm into it. So also share this out, share this out to people, anybody who's creative. The intention of this podcast is to inspire creativity in people. So if you know somebody who's a budding artist or who has any interest in art in one way or the other, send this on over to them and be sure to subscribe. So you always know when the newest episode has shown up. And other than that, I think we're ready. You ready? Let's dive in. And welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos, and today I have the wonderful April Hernandez. April, thanks for being here today. Yep, it's a pleasure. I'm pretty <laughs> excited about it. Nice, nice. Is this your first podcast interview? Uh, it's probably my third. Um, the other one, there was like podcast and video, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. That was a whole other level. I wasn't quite ready for that, but it, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to, I'm going to add that element at some point because I hear that it's a really great way to get more traffic to your website or to your podcast because um, then you can put it on YouTube and YouTube is the best way to get searched and found for Uh, these sorts of things. So it's like in terms of the actual marketing element of it, it's really good. So that'll be a a progression down the line. But um, why don't we start out by you telling us about yourself, where you're from, how you got to here, what you do. Yeah, so my name's April Hernandez. I've been in the ceramics world for about the last 20 years. I'm originally from Southern California, from the Valley, Bakersfield. Um, born and raised there, and then I moved to LA shortly after, you know, I turned 18 or something. Um, stuck around LA, tried a bunch of different jobs, uh, did a little bit of traveling, decided to go back to school much later in life. Um, and then moved away to the Midwest for college. 
um, where I begin like my intensive study of ceramics. So I found it in college, and then I went on to do my undergrad in Kansas City at the Kansas City Art Institute, and then I went on to do post-bac work at The Ohio State. Um, and then after that, I moved back um, to LA, that is, and then started applying for jobs everywhere. And it just so happened that I got this job here in San Diego um, before other offers came through. So. And that job is teaching? That job is teaching Miracosa College. Um, I actually do more of the managing of the art department, um, but occasionally I do some teaching there. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. And then you have a ceramic studio here in Carlsbad. I do. Additionally, I have my own studio, or what started off as my own studio, um, and then kind of progress or evolved, if you will, into what it is today. Um, and it's a teaching studio where I give classes, hold lessons, do workshops. I work with all ages, um, primarily adults, but in the summer we do like a kids camp program. Um, so we do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this is at the uh, Makers uh, State Street Makers spot where my studio is at. So April's one of the awesome creatives going on there. And um, your studio is awesome. There's always people kind of bustling around and working on the wheel and doing different things. And you've got all this amazing ceramics work. Um, what got you into ceramics in the first place? You know, I just took a class in college as a prerequisite. Um, and I really fell in love with it. I love the aspect that. Um, of learning where it required you to be focused on what was happening in front of you. And I think there was a lot of my lifetime, you know, probably a span of like 10 years when I was just coming into adulthood and trying to kind of find myself and figure things out. Um, and so ceramics kind of gave me that, you know, that independence, that, that how do you say, that individuality, right? To kind of just gave me that something else that I could believe in yeah 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 it was like uniquely yours right yeah right right yeah one thing that people say to me all the time or that I guess I, I get is that uh how well I guess I feel really lucky that I found art when I did and that mm -hmm. that art is a thing that I've got and that it ex expresses my own individuality because right. if you don't have something like that like a hobby or a creative pursuit then I think a lot of people sort of feel lost in the world without that. They're like, well, I'm either my job or I am who I am in my family member like group right. or my, my like society group. But other than that, like how am I any different than anyone else? Right, right. Do you feel like that that was like a big thing for you? Or? Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it also kind of taught me to trust myself um, and to believe in myself. And I really didn't need... Um, you know, it was that one thing that I can go into the studio and create, and it was my own world, my own, it was really my own world, right? You know, if I had a stressful day, or if I was emotional, or, you know, I could go and sit in the wheel, and then I could focus, and then it would be like this kind of therapy for me, and it's not, therapy not in the sense that I'm making all this amazing work, but therapy in the sense that I'm working out these different problems, I'm challenging myself. So I think I've learned a lot just from the discipline, you know, the ceramics discipline itself. It takes a lot of discipline, you know, to get up every day and go into the studio. And it's beautiful outside, and I'd rather be at the beach, but I'm like, I, I need to kind of get back into the studio and, and get some things done. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, <clears throat> that time, like, ceramics, you're, like, working with a block of clay mm -hmm. that is solid, and yeah. it's, like... Uh, it's going to push you, like, if you, if you try to push it too much, right, and, and I'm just, like, I've only done it a couple times, but I know yeah. that, like, if you try to push it too much, it's going to get all wobbly and wonky and fall all over the place. There's, like, uh, Haley's actually pretty good at it, and she's just, like, there's this, like, steadiness mm -hmm. that I see as a real value. Yeah, I mean, that is something that I didn't have in my life growing up, right? Like, absolutely, that steadiness is, is key, you know, that's what, why I want to go back to it. You know, why I can't like step away from, for too long, because I love that. I love that, the constant, that constant kind of flow. It's very peaceful, peaceful for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I really, I mean, for me, it just 
envisioning the wheel and I can like hear the sound of it spinning everything it's like such a zen experience yeah you know for me like I like to work late at night and so when I feel like most of the world is sleeping or they're out doing their thing like the best thing for me in my mind is like just to be in the studio and be jamming out to whatever and on the wheel right yeah it's nice it's a good thing yeah and that time I mean for me painting it's like you're not actively trying to therapize yourself but it just happens naturally right Right. because your mind your like thinking mind is occupied with what you're doing Mm -hmm. and then that kind of like fades off and then your brain waves dip into a different frequency where it's like you're not analytically thinking as much you're more I feel like it's it's maybe like an intuitive thing Mm -hmm. and then and then there it's like your subconscious can kind of like unravel the knots (laughs) and the tangles do you feel that same way yeah yeah I think it kind of depends like a lot of times I you know I work on commissions and stuff for people so that it it is a job but the repetition is you know like that meditative kind of state you know, um, and then when I just get done with like, you know, if I finish a commission and then I'm just like, okay, I just want to throw on the wheel. I kind of let like all the rules go out the door and I just kind of push myself to like, just let go and have a good time. And sometimes I don't know what that means. So I'm kind of searching for that. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of my work is very tight. So I'm trying to loosen it up and I'm trying to just allow myself that, and is that your commission work that's more tight, or is it also your creative work that's more tight that you're trying to loosen up? Both of them. So both my commission work is, like, pretty tight, usually. Um, but my own personal artwork, yeah, there's tons and hours of, like, tedious handwork that, that goes into, you know, making of the form or the decorating of the surface or the marriage of surface and form. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to get to that, like, wabi-sabi place I want to get to that place now it's kind of funny I never thought of myself as an artist going there in that direction um but now I'm like okay I'm ready for it explain what wabi-sabi is for the people wabi-sabi you know it's like that um the yin and the yang like the balance the like but the flow of like just how do I say um you're just allowing yourself to create without rules, right? Yeah. Yeah. But still keeping a balance. Yeah. I love that. And that's that's where I find in painting is the most dynamic for me. When mm-hmm. you can have abstraction and like total reckless abandon with also like an element of sharpness and yeah. precision and form yeah. laid on the same piece. And when that happens, then it's like the culmination of everything right i love that that element like chaos it's like controlled chaos absolutely and it's like that is what we're searching for right i think most people are (laughs) a lot of artists are searching for that because i think you can go too far to one direction or too far to the other so kind of trying to do a little bit of both yeah yeah and that's cool um so do you know who esther perel is i do yeah. yeah, like she talks about that in relationships, that in order for a relationship to feel great, we need to have, like, this, like, steady comfort mm-hmm. element, but we also need it to be, like, different and unique all the time Yeah. Um, in different ways. And then there's another, this other book I listened to recently called Hit Makers, okay. and this guy's, like, examining what it takes to make a hit in music, art, anything like that, and it's this perfect combination of being familiar enough so you're not scaring people away, but then, like, switching it on them and doing something different that's, like, keeps it really interesting. Yeah. It's that fine line. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing... <laughs> I, I, there was another book that I listened to recently by this guy named Brian Green. Um, it's about physics. It's called Until the End of Time. Great book. It was awesome to listen to while I was painting. But... Um, he talks about the two opposing forces in the universe are entropy, everything falling apart, and then gravity, which pulls it all together. Right. And those two things are this, like, beautiful dance of everything. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, 
those ideas, right? Like those are things that we're always working towards like subconsciously, you know? So yeah. Finding that. Yeah. is key, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's like the, the dance of life in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then of course, art is a reflection of everybody's life and experience. How do you feel? Do you feel like you're, you know, you mentioned like feeling emotional on the wheel. Do you know, like, do you, can you look at your pots or your, your creations and then um, feel what you were feeling when you made them? Some of them, like the specific bodies of work that I've created, I can. I can go back and, and, and like totally tap into what was happening at that time. Yeah. Most definitely. It's like a record, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the coolest things about being an artist is you're like, leaving this record behind right right this permanent record that will last forever yeah you know the ceramics material so yeah so uh you've built this awesome community around ceramics uh why don't you talk about that a little bit and like how it works what what it means to you what it means to other people sure so um i started handled pottery studio just as my own studio before it was handled it was just april's studio right um and i just had a couple of wheels and i would work on my work there um and as i was there like the longer i was there and people started to kind of notice i was there they would come in and they would you know want to watch or they would ask questions you give classes um and so i started kind of thinking about it and i've always um you know, kind of, I, I came from a ceramics world when I was in the Midwest. There's so many ceramic artists and like that culture was so rich. And coming back to Southern California, like I really, really missed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started thinking about this and I was like, well, how can I work in a way that, you know, I'm meeting other people, I'm working with them, you know, we'll, you know what will kind of influence my work in a positive way? Um, and then thinking about ceramics, like when I was in college and I, and I think back now, I'm like, that was the best time of my life. And not just because I was experiencing all these new things, but because the community was so rich, because there was like diversi- diversification, like of people, of economical, social statuses. I mean, it was awesome. And I really, really miss that. So in thinking about my studio now, um, that's my hope and dream is to build this studio and have it be a thriving community and one where just about anybody with any kind of experience like you don't have to be a ceramic artist or a ceramic professional you know you just have to have an interest in clay um, and be open to like meeting other people and kind of working around other people so the studio has kind of evolved into that so i started giving classes and um you know brought all these kind of strangers together from all different walks of life and they kind of started building the community themselves it's just kind of happened and I love that you know I love that aspect and I've always kind of been sitting back like not I guess just a little bit of fear I had a little bit of fear about like well is this what I have is this the vision that I want for my studio um so it took a lot of like really thinking about that and now as it's evolved or as it's progressed and I've really thought about it, I'm like, that's exactly what I want from my studio. That's exactly what I need for my soul to thrive and be happy. You know, just to be around other creatives and to have that like community that that's so positive, that's just, you know, fosters all these great emotions and feelings. And I think what's become important to me as an adult is like now it's so much harder to meet people and to make friendships. Um, and this is a place that that is naturally occurring and happening you know you don't need like an opener you just can come to show up in class and you know everyone is is new or everyone has kind of you know similar emotions so i really enjoy that i think i enjoy that probably the most you know besides watching them like grow and evolve as artists you know as skillful makers yeah 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 it's such a cool uh like you said everybody's kind of uh, equally emotionally vulnerable in, in the creation stages. Yeah. Everybody goes in and then is like, you know, kind of stripped of their ego and then they, they go in as like uh, beginner learners. I think it's a really cool thing. I, was, I had this friend who's uh, single and we were talking about stuff and like a while back and I was like, 
saying like yo where can you get involved in like just be around other people in a more positive like you know situation rather than a bar or something i I recommended like a ceramics class yeah like because that's it's just it's just people doing what they love and what they're interested in and it's like you don't there's no expectations or anything absolutely and i think like there's this element of surprise that you're not even expecting you know i have a student now and he's um he's from georgia and he's in the military and so he's become like you know part of of my studio he's an intern um i granted him an internship and he's been amazing he's been amazing to have around and he says like all the time he's like gosh i don't you know without the studio i don't know where i would have been like this really (laughs) saved me and he's like it's the one place i could come and i could just be myself he said and i couldn't be myself in you know the other aspects of his life and so I was like, wow, yeah, I want this to be a safe place. Like, yeah. I want everyone to feel safe here. Like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, we're all diverse. And so I have love for you all. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> as cheesy as it may sound. But, yeah, that made me feel good that he actually was like, I feel safe. This is a good place for me to be. Yeah. Then I was like, okay, I'm on to something. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. 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 No, uh, I don't feel like that's cheesy at all. I feel like that's what art is for like we are humans so much more than people give us credit for you know like or like allow ourselves to be there's like like so often we all walk around with these egoic shells that we've had to develop through living as a human right and that creates this separation between people but then um art just like allow it's it's this like space or this dimension where you can connect on a level of like what do you feel from this? What do you right. experience? What is it bringing up for you? All these things. And like, you can, you know, it, it's cool because the creation element of making art is a safe space for your mind and your thoughts and everything. Mm-hmm. But so is the experiencing of art. Right. And like critiquing and just like, just looking at something artistic, like mm-hmm. opens up something else. Yeah. I think so. I think there's also that vulnerability side to it, right? Like you're critiquing, you're allowing others to kind of critique your work and give you feedback. And sometimes you're ready for it and sometimes you're not. And, you know, it's great when it's constructive and, you know, there's a lot to be learned from it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The critiquing process is awesome. I feel like it's, it's hard at first. It is. Um, Do you have any experiences? Like, I mean, I feel like not everybody goes through a critique process. Um, artists definitely do in certain situations, but like, why don't you talk about that a little bit and like what you feel like the challenges and benefits are? Um, well, when I was in college, um, yeah, the critiquing process was, was kind of brutal. And I think, you know, I was young, I was a young artist and kind of, you know, inexperienced and I wasn't always an art major, you know? And so then I went to school at this, like, fancy ceramic school and kind of just had like was broken down by the critiquing process like the first few times um and mentally it was really challenging and I think it was looking back now it's like well that's because you're so vulnerable right you're putting your thoughts and your ideas out there into the world into this unsure uncertain world um and you're getting feedback on them and I think like when you start to pour yourself into your work Um, sometimes you open a box of worms, (laughs) you know, after you start to really kind of think about it and do a little bit more research. Um, yeah, there's this, you know, this, gosh, I remember like calling home a couple of times, like right after the critique and just being in tears and just like, I want to leave school and I don't want to be here. And this is not why I'm here. And now like in retrospect, I'm like, Oh, that was the right place for me to be at that time. Because it caused me to really think about, um, my work as an artist and what it was that I was really trying to say, right. Without the words, without the narrative, um, it causes you to think in a very different way from, well, how I was used to, or what I was used to. So, um, but as I was there a little bit longer and had more, um, a little more experience with the critiques, then they became like really successful. And then I really appreciated, you know, the feedback, the constructive criticism. I thought this is great because it's pushing me to grow. And I really, really value that. I miss that. I miss that a lot sometimes. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, because once you're out of the academic setting, then you're really only surrounded by, like, people that appreciate your work and love it. Right. Or, like, you know, just regular regular people. And yeah. then, and rarely are you around someone who's, like, you know, at your level or better than you. Right. That you can ask, like, what yeah. do you think? So you really have to, like, search out critique. You do. You do. And, I mean, like, it's been a long time since I've had one. Um and so I've been kind of away from the studio for the last little while, and I've been thinking about a body of work I want to create. Um, but I've been thinking about this like in a grander scale of like getting together with some artists um, that work in different mediums and kind of like having a, a weekly meeting and a critique and having a themed show um, because it's something that I really miss. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. How did that idea start? Like, were you yeah how'd that develop yeah I think it was just the sense that I'm always teaching you know when I'm in my studio and I have students I'm always the one that has the more experience or the more knowledge um and so I miss the challenge right I I really miss the challenge and I miss academia sometimes you know I I also teach at the college but it's still kind of this a very similar um atmosphere you know from teaching in the studio and teaching at the college is kind of like the same idea so unless I'm around my colleagues and we're having a conversation or something I don't get a lot of that anymore yeah 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 teaching is so valuable in a lot of ways and then like me looking to other artists looking at other artists I just um I just want to make like I always want to be like are you making your own art too like are you doing are you pushing yourself to that next level? Yeah. Because teaching is so involving. It is. And like <laughs> parents out there right now across the <laughs> world are seeing how hard it is to teach and like manage people and kids and like um, come up with lesson plans and everything. I've done a little bit, but yeah. and it, it's so, it takes so much thought. And like for that time period you're there working, that's not it. Right. There's so much more. Oh, there's so much more. You know, and I think sometimes we get to the point where we don't have anything left for ourselves or we don't give ourselves yeah. that extra time that, okay, now this is my job or this is for the teaching, but this is actually just for me, you know. And so that's another thing that I'm working on. I was like, I want to just, I have this idea for this body of work and I'm just going to create it for myself. I need to. Yeah. Because the production work is great. The commission work is great. Like you could always... And I can sit down and I can make 50 mugs or 50 plates or 50 bowls, but can I really make a body of work that's just about me or just about my ideas and my thoughts and it, no one's pushing me to do it, you know? Right. Right. And there isn't a carrot sitting for you right, right. at the end of it. Like I finish this and then I get whatever. Right. It's like I make this and then it exists and who knows what'll happen with it. Yeah. Um, I like to think of my work, there's like two different ways of going and there's the journey or there's the destination type Mm -hmm. creations. Yeah. So commission work is always a destination. Yeah. Then, um, journeys are just like a whole different thing. It's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like the exploration, you know, that, that, that idea does, I'm like, yeah, you get to explore all the unknowns, you know, and figure it out. I did a residency like a um, couple years back, a couple summers ago, and that was the first time in a long time that I really did something for myself, and it was at the Archie Brain in Montana, mm. and it was just amazing. You know, it was like a ten day, um, a ten day trip, and I was there, and we were creating from morning till the wee hours of the night, and oh there gosh. was nothing <laughs> but like you know you're walking and it's like pitch black across this field and it's like there's nothing better than that feeling like I've been creating all day not for anybody but just to create just to try out these different processes just to gain this other skills and knowledge and I thought I need to do this all the time I need to do this every year and I need to do it like quite a few times a year um and and it was an amazing experience so I think like oh yeah I need to do more of those totally that yeah. makes me salivate <laughs> thinking yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Like, uh, I took I took a week last year to do a similar thing, and it was so awesome. And I I haven't made space to do that again. And yeah, uh, it's so great when you can. And like one chunk of time is so great because then you don't 
there isn't that lapse in between. Right. And when that when that happens, it's like the the amount of growth that you can get in a week. Oh yeah, it was so great. Yeah, I came home and I had all these ideas, and so then I started working on these other projects. And then I kind of settled back into the routine of normal life. And then I put him away in the cabinet. And it's kind of funny because um, I've just started pulling out some molds and stuff to cast these cups. And I came across that stuff that I was working on. And I was like looking at him and I was like, these pieces are really fascinating. Like, I need to just finish this. And summer's now and I need to just say, okay, I'm going to work on this, you know, two days or three days a week. So. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's something to to look forward to. And now we got the time for it. Yeah, it's, it's right. Different. Um, I'm curious. What What are your thoughts on um, just like the business of art and how you integrate that and like what, you know, there's so many different approaches with social media. There's different approaches with different things. Like, what have you chosen to take on and what have you chosen to reject and what are your thoughts on everything? Um. Well, let's see. Uh, so, you know, the business aspect has been kind of a challenge for me. Um, I didn't take any business classes. You know, I did a little bit of professional practice when I was in school, um, which kind of gave me an outline. But, you know, the experience is, is, was limited. Um, but so I've learned that I've had to wear a lot of hats. You know, I, I had to be my manager and I had to be my studio mate and I had to be the maker and then I had to be the marketer and the accountant. And um, so it's been very challenging. There are things that I really like about some of those jobs and there's things that I just absolutely am like, no way, Jose. Um, but I think my challenge by far is, is probably marketing. You know, I'm a person that I'm, I'm a tech junkie or process junkie so I love the process of creating and making I don't like the computer work I don't like the marketing aspect and so the so my social media is like it's it's there but it's not something I focus on and I think that if I maybe spent more time focusing on it it could really take me to another level um, but I don't know that I'm one ready to go there <laughs> And two, that I really want to, you know, I'd rather spend the time um, making and creating in the studio than posting stuff on social media. And then, and that's just me, you know, as a maker, um, because I don't come from that world. So now with all this quarantine and we've gone to the virtual world, it's been a big struggle for me, you know, and I'm trying to adjust and acclimate um, and I'm trying to have an open mind, but it's, it's, it's challenging. You know, it's, I'm, I'm really trying to learn just kind of the basics. And then I become like overwhelmed and frustrated. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stop and go make pots. Cause that's what I know how to do really well. <laughs> yep. So yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of artists feel exactly, could say those exact same things. Yeah. So like building the business, um, though is has been fun you know i've learned a lot along the way and things you know to never do again you know um and then things that do work and that that you know that i can try so i think there's a little bit of like i don't know give and take you know lessons learned kind yeah. of thing if you could share one thing that you would advise artists up-and-coming artists against in terms of business what would it be Oh, man. And then also on the flip side, <laughs> one thing that you would say, definitely do this or think this way. Um, I would say, you know, set your goals, have a vision. You know, if, I think a, a lot of times we, you always hear about like artists creating works for commissions instead of creating works for themselves. And I think that both um, aspects can be beneficial you know if you want to gain some experience and you know maybe doing some commission taking on some commissions is going to give you some income and then it's going to allow you to buy machinery or you know have an actual fun functioning studio then you know then that's great but I will say I, I would guess I would say try not to get caught up in that right to the point where you forget why you're doing it um, and what's important about the making process for yourself yeah yeah that's huge because you can definitely just get lost in the sauce of just creating things for other people. And another 
one problem I, I was focusing on that a lot a couple of years ago yeah and it was really frustrating because after all like a, a two years of working I had basically paid my bills and lived and eat ate, eaten and yeah. then I had nothing to put on a wall yeah. like no body of work at all to yeah. take to any sort of a gallery or anything like that yeah I mean I think and there's you know there's I, something's very similar happened to me a couple summers ago, um, before the studio was running as it is now that allowed me to buy equipment, you know, so I, it was a, I got a really big commission. Um, and it was like basically private labeling for someone else. And at the beginning of the commission, I thought, okay, this has a lot of positives. I'll make a good chunk of change. You know, I'll, my, this will improve my throwing skills. This will get my name out there. But in the end, I just learned that that wasn't it, you know, that those things were all secondary, you know, they weren't even like a, a thing to me. What was most important was not making all this money, um, but it was actually just being in the studio and, and, and creating, you know, I didn't want to do it for someone else. And so I had like that, this project that I'm talking about, I made like 1500 pots for a private studio in LA and put their label on it and didn't put my label or my name on it at all. Um, and so I learned quickly a lot of lessons from that commission. And through the second part of the commission, I had so much anxiety from it because I wasn't feeling comfortable with the process. I was thinking like my fingertips are bleeding every day because I've thrown so many pots and this doesn't have my name on it. And it's just not worth it. That's not the direction I wanted to go in. Um, and so I, I, you know, I kind of ended that second part of the commission. I reneged and said, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, keep your check. Thank you. I appreciate, you know, everything that I've learned, but that's not the direction that I want my business to go in. Yeah. And it was right after then, then my whole kind of business model changed. Um, but I think I had to have that experience to know right? Uh-huh. And I've tried all these different things in business. Like I've tried just the commissions. I've tried um, just giving private lessons. Now I've done the kids camp. Now I do the adult, the, um, you know, date night. And I like them all, you know, but if you would have asked me three years ago, four years ago, like what direction is your business going to go in? This is never what I would have said, <laughs> you know, but it's evolved to this, into this thing that now I'm like, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine just being someone that, you know, is producing like I just can't. And I've had some really great commissions, like really awesome work with some really awesome chefs and companies and stuff. And it just wasn't fulfilling for me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a great realization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's thinking about your studio. It's just like that's it's so like wonderful and light, and there's a, like you can just feel the love floating around there. It's like a beehive of of awesomeness, and um, yeah, if it was just you in there, then you'd be missing out on all of that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I wanted to have that. I want it to be like it's coming. You're coming home as an artist. You walk in here and you're like, oh, this is a place that I want to go into and create. Right? I want that environment. Like that's important to me. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't matter what you create, and it doesn't matter if you're a professional or a beginner, and if you make mistakes. Like I don't care about all those things. I just want you as a person to have that experience because for me, I know that that experience was everything. You know, without those experiences, like where would I be? I have no clue. I can't imagine doing anything else in the world like at all yep <laughs> yeah. yeah i feel the same way i was leading uh figure drawing classes for a little while and a lot of what i was intending for it was just to share that experience right how nice it is to just have three hours to just be in a space and create and like listen to music and it, it's just the art creation space is so groovy yeah. And so many people don't get to, to feel that or experience that. And it's like, it, it's, it's like a little incubation space. Oh, definitely. And it feels safe and nice and yeah. time goes by in a different way. And, um, it's just really yummy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Most definitely. 
Oh, so how you doing now? How like what's the story in twenty twenty April with like all this crazy stuff going? On? Oh no, it's May now. It's May. It's May. Um, what's what's the update? Yeah, the update is well, this our studio will be expanding. Um, so at the end of the month, I'll be taking on a much larger studio, which is two times. You're the taking space. on Kyle's I'm space. Taking on Kyle's space. Nice. Yeah, and it's a little scary. Yeah. Um. But I think I'm at a point in my life now where I'm ready for that. I'm ready for the bigger next thing. Um, yeah, and I'm excited about it. I'm really excited. And uh, I've been talking to another ceramic artist, um, and he's been in the ceramic industry for like almost 40 years. Um, and him and I were talking about teaming up to do some classes and workshops together so we can kind of, you know, just bring something new to the table. You know, I'm always looking for to kind of create or collaborate with other creatives. Um, Cause I think it's like, it's the thing, right? It's, it's the way to keep it moving. Yeah. So yeah, more classes. I'll be giving more classes. Um, that's kind of the new thing and they'll be larger. And then, you know, the studio will be thriving. So just got to keep going. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, now in this time period as opposed to like 20 years ago or 30 or 40 maybe as far as I know but people are just more interested and in, including like corporations are more interested in like stoking that fire in their in themselves and in their employees yeah. and things like that like people are just more aware of the especially now with COVID-19 going on everybody's mm -hmm. like emotional well-being right it like it's it's very obvious that our emotional well-being is tied in with our physical well-being, too. Yes, yes. And so that's a cool place where art can help. Yeah. And I think, like, right before this, uh, maybe in the, well, not right before, but, like, in the last year, I started doing, like, team buildings. Mm -hmm. And so that is basically just, like, allowing bigger companies to bring in their teams, and we would work on projects together. And it was, it's pretty great because you have a bunch of different people you know I had scientists I've had lawyers doctors like <laughs> just the most extreme you know from art from us artists come in and work um creatively and it was a really awesome experience so I think like yeah finally we're getting that um little bit of press that we've always needed right like yeah, yeah and we're passing on those traditions and we're exposing somebody to our um our medium and hey if I could like throw a line out there and catch you that's all I want. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And from, I mean, I love thinking about business in terms of art and stuff like that and thinking about it. It's like every one of those people that you get in the studio, that's another potential, you know, they might know somebody who knows right. somebody who wants to come in and, or they might, you know, everything is just like a step in the right direction as a creative when, yeah. you're, when you're making connections with people. Right. So going back to, you were asking me about like the marketing and stuff. Um, that so even though I don't do this social media stuff as much I still you know try and brainstorm about how to get people into the studio and so coming up with those other like the workshops or the date nights or now the team building things like those were important things for me to try to, for that reason right to have those reoccurring um, clients and then have them bring their families and their nieces and their nephews yeah so yeah that was it's been fun it's been quite the adventure yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, social media is such a discipline. It it's is. Like, it's another business operation that mm -hmm. you need to, that needs to be, like, scheduled in. Right. Or else it doesn't happen. And, right. and I'll, I'll know when I'm going on to a mural job, if I just go in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the mural, and that's all I do, and I take a couple photos and I'm done, I'm like, shoot, all that happened and I didn't get any of it. Right. Whereas if I go into the plan, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have the GoPro set up and doing this. I'm going to take breaks here and there then it's like then I actually do it <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I think it definitely is is another part of the discipline that yeah you definitely have to instill and make a schedule or something because I'm so bad at it you know yeah. it's funny I like when I'm working on projects and stuff I'll start to do little you know record little videos of myself or record the video videos and pictures of the process and I have probably thousands of them in my phone and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get to that. I'll, I'll go back and I'm going to write a post about this. Like, this is great content for later to put it all together. I just haven't made that time for it. Um, but now I think more than ever, it's probably time yeah. <laughs> to do that. 
Yeah. But, you know, like you, you said, like you're you're making moves and it's working the way it's working. And I, I feel like some people, social media works really well for them. Yeah. And it's like part of their business model. And then other people, it's really not. And I've dabbled in different ways in Instagram and Facebook. And, um, you know, some of it works and some of it just kind of is like wasted energy. Like how much... Right. energy I spent making posts on Instagram that like has it added in maybe I don't know who knows it's like yeah I think like that was kind of the way I felt um in the beginning a few years ago it's like I've probably I've had my website you know my personal website and I had a store attached to it online and I you know would upload these images of different pots and stuff and in the 10 years that I had it, I'd never sold one pot hmm. online, not one. However, people would come in and say, I saw your stuff online. That's why I'm here. Oh, wow. So it was like, it was a very interesting <laughs> kind of thing. And I was just like, you know, and I would offer shipping and everything, but not once. I think I've only had to ship li- realistically maybe like four or five times in the last 10 years. Um across the states yeah. otherwise like you know everyone comes in to the studio and it's by word of mouth or something like this yeah so it's a very like precarious kind of thing to figure out yeah 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 i mean some kinds of art like you really want and people i think if they're gonna buy it they want that experience of coming right. in you know kind of checking out things looking like especially in a ceramic studio you yeah. want to like walk in and like check it feel the the like smell the air you know right and, right and see the textures on the pots and things like that yeah paintings are similar like looking at it online just doesn't do the same thing yeah i mean i think that's like that's a great thing about having a studio right and having like a shop that's set up that you know pretty much whenever i'm open you can come in anytime yeah. and you know kind of see what's happening or what's in process um you know, and that I think is, is part of the excitement or part of the experience of like, oh, I actually was at this studio and this was being made or, you know, this was made here locally. You know, yeah. I really take pride in that. Yeah. So, so many cool ideas. Um, we'll have to talk a little bit after. Uh, yeah. This has got my wheels turning in terms of social media, but I'll ask you some questions on that after. Um, let's just jump over to the big question. What's your definition of art? Wow. Um, I, I told you not to think about it. Yeah. I just say, you know, art is, is creating, you know, it, it's, it, it's just a creation of you, of like who you are as a person and it's exploring thoughts and ideas, um, and then trying to translate those in some way through some kind of medium or media, you know, whether it's visually or, uh, you know. 3d or what have you yeah but i think it's also like it yeah it's experiences life experiences and yeah it's a language (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a language so absolutely yeah it's such a communication device Mm -hmm. and it's cool because it takes so many different forms yeah yeah yeah, and I think, like, with clay, you know, it's so responsive and tactile and, you know, yeah, just, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with clay, it's really neat because, it, like, you're forming things. Mm-hmm. You're you're physically moving, like, atoms and molecules to do, like, into place, into, like, a three-dimensional right. thing. Right. Which is interesting because then, like, the person who's the viewer isn't, Sometimes they're interacting with it physically, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's right. like just a visual mm-hmm. thing, but they're still experiencing it. Right. There's different layers of experiencing Definitely. what you have created. Yeah. Like there's certain coffee mugs I know that oh, like yeah. you hold it and it's just like, oh, this is nice. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think like that's the thing, right? Is that you hold these things, these tangible objects, and they, you know, it, they're like invoking a response right yeah they like do something right to you yeah 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 that's it's i mean another book i was listening to talking about language and how how amazing it is that like i can say words and then you can have an experience 
inside of your mind. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing that's that that makes us really unique as humans. Yeah. And um and not just like, hey, there's a tiger over there. Like monkeys can do that. Right. But I can say like last Tuesday I ran from a tiger, and then like, you can go into the into the future, into the past, and right. Like with ceramics, there's such a history. Art, there's such a history. Like you can look at a, a piece from. Like, I don't know all the ceramic periods. Yeah. But I'm sure that you, like, know all the different time periods and you can probably create something new that is, like, connecting to, you know, the Baroque period or whatever. Right, right. I mean, I think, yeah, that's what we do all the time, right? It's like we're creating, but it's reminiscent of something, right? So, yeah. I <laughs> uh, love that question. <laughs> um, okay, another question for you. Sure. Uh, if you were to go back and hang out with your 12, 13, 14 year old self and you were to give yourself advice, what would it be? Just believe in yourself. Don't be so afraid. Don't be so afraid of failing or doing the wrong thing. You know? I would really say that to myself. I was always so afraid. Yeah. And so that fear would stop me from having experiences or trying new things or learning new things. Just would stop me from being open. And I learned that like when I moved away from my family, when I moved, you know, away for college into a place where I knew nobody. I was a brown kid and there's nothing but white kids. <laughs> you know, and and it wasn't the social norm and I was the exotic exotic person. That was quite the experience. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like, I love it. I, I love that experience. I love that I had that because I feel that I have grown so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much growth and opportunity behind fear. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now I'm just trying to, okay, I have it. Let me harvest it into this other thing or harness it into this other thing. Let me use that fear to propel me forward. And keep going and just okay I could do this yeah yeah Yeah. it's hard but yeah is there anything that you do like a practice or anything do you are you aware of it when it's fear because there's a difference between fear and danger and I think that that's something that we have to really acknowledge when when we're experiencing like that hesitation Mm -hmm. like do you feel it and then like lean into it are there situations in your life now that you yeah I mean I think that yeah, I kind of do know. I, I would say I know the difference. Um, but I will say that now, this late in life, <laughs> I'm like 45, I have um, come to the understanding that I'm more afraid of not trying something than trying something. But it took me a long time to get there. Yeah. Right? It's taken a lot for me to get there. And now I'm like, okay, I'm only going to fail if I don't do it. It can be really amazing if I do. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The only failure is not trying. Yeah. Only, well, yeah. Yeah, but even in the, like, okay, the not trying is one thing, but just having the fear of, like, of not doing it, right? Or, or having the fear of, of doing it, I feel like. I don't want to miss out on life. I don't want to miss out on opportunities and experiences anymore because... I'm afraid of what the outcome is, or I'm afraid of, I've over, you know, thought it like 20 different times. Yeah. Right. Well, and like you said, um, you know, like judgment from others. I feel like that's a a big thing that holds us back when we're younger, especially in our teenage years. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's something that, uh, you know, we could all really have benefited from is like, don't, don't worry about what other people think or say as much right. like connect to yourself and, and I think that might be something that happens like you're talking about when you become an adult is you have like I, I listened to friends lots of times in yeah. the past and then had bad outcomes and then I look back and I was like really it was me that was gonna sleep in the bed that I made so right. I should have listened <laughs> to my I should have asked right. myself more right right and instead I asked other people and then from their perspective it seemed like that was the right idea but it was their intention, right. their idea, whatever. But I, I think, like, yeah, for me, like, when I was talking about being you know, in the Midwest and being kind of out of my comfort zone and everything was so different or so 
you know, extreme from one thing to the other. Um, yeah, I was like really, really afraid. And I was just afraid of like different cultures and stuff. And, but the more that I was exposed to them and the more it was like diversified, I was like, this is really awesome. I don't think I would have made it this far in life had these things not happened, had I not had these experiences. Um, yeah. And now I can't think of it any other way. I'm like, <laughs> gosh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I love how traveling does that to you, Tra- like getting out of your comfort zone, experiencing yeah. other things, and like really what it almost does is it kind of brings it all home in the end, mm-hmm. in that we see that like, oh, other cultures actually like really love their families, love their kids, want to take care of their friends, right. like everyone's doing the same exact yeah. thing, Yeah, yeah. we're just like wearing different skin suits, right? and like different clothes, and we eat different food maybe. Yeah, yeah, but, and like, sometimes that food is amazing. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, some, a lot of times we don't even allow ourselves to do that, right? Yeah. Because of fear. Yeah. And a lot of times it's our parents' fear. Right. Or like the people that are, you know, because maybe they haven't had those experiences before. So all they think is like, gosh, you're going to go away and something bad's going to happen. Right, right. And they're right. like, you know, looking out for you and trying to protect you, but... Really, it's just like creating this fear inside of you, this like right. self judgment, or these yeah. like you hear these voices like, you can't do that, or you shouldn't do that, right. or whatever. And yeah, but it's always awesome on the other side. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, my my experiences have been amazing. Yeah, like super transformative, and living like in the middle of the country and then coming back, and I never thought I'd live here. Um, you know, we're in Carlsbad now. I never, ever, this was not like, oh, I want to go live there. It just happened to be where I got a job. Yeah. And and even after coming home, like the first couple of months, I was still commuting to L.A. Um, and I was so afraid to just move here. And I was like, what am I afraid of? Hey, there he is, like that fear again. <laughs> Something new. And then I thought, I've been in the Midwest. Like, I've been in the middle of nowhere. Like, it really can't be that bad. And it's gorgeous here, you know. and. Yeah. Um, now I'm like, this is home. I don't ever want to go anywhere else again, but who knows, you know, at least it's home for now. Yeah. Yeah. carlsbad has been good to me. I love it here. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. And, uh, it's a cool little community. So, um, well, cool. We're getting down to it. This is the part of the, uh, interview where I acknowledge my guests for being on. So thank you very much for coming on the episode. Um, I'm glad that we made this happen. You're, it's awesome working right next to you yeah. over there um, because I feel like uh, you've always been, it feels like a team to me. I've played yeah. soccer my whole life. Yeah. So that's my understanding of teams. And like, there's like my teammates in soccer, I would always like, we'd always be practicing together and playing together and we'd see each other a lot and we'd always like, you like to give me shit here and there, you know, like egg me on. You're like, I haven't seen you over at the studio for a bit. Right, right. I love it. That's like exactly that like team element that that I've always had. And it's really cool. And, um, you know, the community that you're building over there is awesome. And like, I see it every time I see one of your interns. Yeah. They're all just like, they're in it, you know, they're They're like, these like young twenties, just like loving the art space. Their hands are all like clayed up. They're just like, Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a great experience. Yeah. I'm so glad that I can give that to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, good. It's really cool. I'm excited to see uh, the move and what that looks like. And, you know. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> it's great. That place is, is such an incubator of small businesses, too. Mm-hmm. Like um, Steady State, the coffee roasters, they started over there and now they yeah. have their own shop. You started in this tiny little corner and then you took over a bigger space. Now you're moving into the larger space. It's like... Yeah. It's really cool to see it all happening. Yeah, it's been a good, like, you know, good progression. And the community has been awesome. Yeah, they've been very receptive. and Yeah. Yeah, just that whole little team thing that we have going on there. I really enjoy that. Like, we all get along really well, you know. Yeah. You can kind of take lunch and hang out with the guys in the front or whatever, you know, what have you. Yeah, you know, like, I would go to the back and be like, hey, Kyle, let me get your thoughts on this. Yeah. And then he would come over and call me, hey, what do you think about this? And so I love that. Yeah. 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 That's so, cool. Yeah. 
Well, do you want to tell us uh, where everyone can follow you, where they can sign up for these date nights that you put yes. on or everything like that? Yeah, so we're on Instagram um, at Handled Pottery Studio. Um, we're there. We are also online at www.handledpotterystudio.com. We're located in the city of Carlsbad and uh, we're just on State Street. We host a bunch of date nights, um, classes, kids' classes, workshops, you name it, commissions, everything. We do a little bit of everything. Yeah. And so anytime you guys are in town, stop by, take a look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to just say also thank you, um, Taylor, for having me on. This has been fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. My pleasure. I'm having so much fun with this podcast. It's... uh it's getting really exciting and these conversations are so cool and these are the conversations I have with people regularly. Yeah. You know, and philosophy and art and all this stuff. And That's great. Let's record it. Put yeah. it out to the world. We got another couple of minutes. You got it. What's, uh, I don't know, what's, what's your thoughts on the current world situation and how, how it all goes <laughs> with everything? It's a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that people will come out of this, you know, a little more connected, um, you know, kind of back to reality and, and a little closer, um, in sense, in the sense of like, just us as human beings, you know, I think we've been, this whole social distancing has been really challenging for a lot of us. Um, and so I'm hoping that it's going to bring the world closer in some way. I'm really, really hopeful for that. And, you know, that it will kind of, restir our direction in the political world and maybe in a better direction right yeah. um yeah yeah in a more positive direction i should should say yeah yeah because i think we need we need a lot of that right now yeah definitely a lot of uh perspective shifts that are yes. happening yeah yeah you know thinking about like the beaches here are closed and the parks are closed and um, you know, before this all happened, people would go to the beach, definitely, in the summertime, it was a lot more, and the parks, yeah, but the, just the amount of people you see walking their dogs on the streets, right? like, I feel like those, everyone's just really missing the yeah. parks and the beaches and just getting outside, and we're all seeing, like, oh, that's one of the most important things in life. Right, right. <laughs> is, like, I mean, yeah. things like that. Yeah. It, it really really is and I think you know that just that interaction that social interaction with other with others yeah. you know sometimes I'm walking down the street and I don't know somebody across the way and I'm like hi how are you you know um just because I, I miss that yeah I really miss that so yeah human connection that's what it's all about Definitely. and connection with nature yes it's huge yeah. well cool April Thanks All for right. being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. So that, my friends, was April Hernandez. She is awesome. She, it's cool. She's, she speaks quietly, but there's a lot of power there. And you can feel it. And uh, you can feel it in her art, in her ceramics. Definitely get online on her website. Um, go check her out on Instagram and Facebook and, and see her creations. And if you're in the Southern California area, come on by at some point and take a ceramics class. You know, the, the date nights are awesome. Um, everybody's always having a good time with that. And... Um, yeah, I was really happy that we got into some of the stuff about the fear because I feel like that's a really common thing with everybody, especially when they're younger. And um, a lot of people are actually saying that that's the advice that they would give to their younger selves is just don't be afraid to get out there and go after it. So, I mean, that being said, like what can we do in our own lives? Where Where are we holding back where are we letting fear guide us or you know have a make us back down from trying something new uh, because yeah oftentimes most times it's not a failure even if you quote unquote fail you still learn the lessons and so you'll never necessarily fail in that same way so um yeah i mean for me i'm like 
don't hold back. Just go. Just try things. And when I feel that fear, lean into it. Acknowledge it and be like, all right, that's fear. That's fine. Now I'm going to continue forward. So I feel that in surfing sometimes where the waves are big. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm worried I'm going to die. But I'm like, wait, I'm probably not going to die. I should just keep going. And sometimes I crash and burn and I learn lessons and sometimes I make the wave and it's, it's a wonderful and beautiful thing when that happens. So um, maybe you can relate in one way or the other. Send me a message. Let me know what you think about that. So as always, share this out to all your friends and subscribe and go out and do something creative or hopefully you're doing something creative right now and you just keep on doing that. Cheers.